You're listening to the Egypt Pentecostal Broadcast. We pray that something is said in song or message uh, that is a blessing to you. Our church times are 6 o'clock Sunday evening and 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Our motto is, if you're looking for a church, we're looking for you. May God bless you. to the point in your life that you're sick of your life. Can you say amen? Uh, when you get to the point, and, and I see this a lot, and I guess everybody sees it a lot if you've been in church or been around church, 
Uh, I see this out in the world today in the, in the time that we're living in, and there's tons and tons of people that is not in church. Can you get an amen? I was talking to my dad this morning, and we are living in perilous times. I believe that tonight. I believe we're in the great falling away. I believe there's a lack of concern of coming to the house of God. They've lost their first love, if you want to say it that way. Uh, they, they've turned and went back to, uh, to their old lifestyles, and I still believe there is a true repentance, Brother Freddie Ball, as sure as I mean, I believe there's a true born-again experience that comes with this. Can you say amen? Uh, we're living in a day and hour today that, that, that does not really preach that. I was listening to what he was saying, and, and it stirred my heart. And it took me to this story here, I guess, in the Bible. And you know, we, 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 we preach about God's grace, and I mean, believe in that. We preach about faith. We preach about following Jesus. But I believe in true born-again experience. Can you say amen? When somebody, a man or woman or boy, or girl truly changes. It don't happen a lot anymore, you say, man. A lot of times because it ain't preached anymore. The Bible tells us that we have to come out from among the world, you say, man, and be holy because he, the Bible, what Johnny said it here the other night, Wednesday night, without holiness, no man will see God. Now, we're not talking about a name over the door, but I'm talking about a clean living way of life, you say, man. So if you're still dibble-dabbling, if you want to say it that way, or, or still mixed up in some of your old lifestyle, you say, man, there is a very good possibility, and I'm not judging you, but I'm just telling you, but there's a very good possibility that you're not saved, you say, man. So if you're still hanging on to this and hanging on to that, and you got this going on and that going on, and I'm, I'm not putting names to it tonight, but if you still got hang-ups and problems, your mind or your heart is still in this world, you say, man. And I am not of this world. I have a new heart. I had a heart transplant one day. I had that old stony heart of clay pulled up out of me, if you want to say it that way, and I got to be born again. Can you say, man, anybody been there with me tonight? And I was reading this story, and I was going on, and a lot of us, we've had our journey. Can you say, man? We've had our journey through life of things that we wish we could have went back and done over again. Anybody else been there? Can you say, man, I'm not saying you go back and wish, you'd, uh, wish you hadn't married who you'd married. I'm not saying that, but there's things in our life uh, and avenues in our life of mistakes and moops and blunders uh, and just places where we just fly out blowed it, you say, man. Uh, and you read this story here, I guess, a little bit about the prodigal son, about how he, how he took his portions of goods that fell off to him. And uh, the Bible says he took it into, into a far country. And uh, the Bible says he wasted. I'm going to get down to what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, it said he wasted it on, and, and basically on riotous living. On some, and his substance was, was on riotous living. The Bible says he spent all that he had. And the Bible says he began to be in want there in verse 14. And I'm going to get down to the point that I want to. The Bible says he even joined himself to a citizen of that country. How I many knows that birds of the feather do flock together? You say, man, you start running with the wrong crowd, uh, you'll start acting like the wrong crowd. You say, man, uh, but I believe this boy got sick of the lifestyle that he was in. You say, man, I believe he got sick of the way uh, that he was living, had everything he probably had at one time, and had a lot, had, had probably had money, had an inheritance, so I guess he was a pretty good family or well off or, or anything like that. But I see so many of the day and hour that we're living in today uh, that was once in the house of God. You say, man, that, that once had the victory, that once had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, once that, 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 that was a praying person that prophesied, that, that was always in the house of God, but some way, somehow, uh, this little sister we went and, went and visited the other night, uh, she used to go to church, used to go to church here, I guess back uh, in her older days, and you know, this life has basically chewed her up uh, and spit her out, if you want to say it that way, she's lost her joy, she's lost her peace, uh, she's lost everything that she once had, and you, you, you can believe any way you want to believe, I'm just preaching what the Bible says, you say, man, uh, 
But I know one thing, if I went back from what I know now, you say, man, I don't have anything, my, my progress should be forward. You say, man, I don't have nothing to go back to. I don't have nothing to turn around to. I don't know there's nothing but garbage in my life. My past failures, my past mistakes, there's a world of hurt, word of shame. But I mean, I mean I'm going to talk a little bit about this before I get started in, in this other stuff. How many has many, ever hunted dogs before? I know you women ain't going to raise your hand. You say, man. But we got some boys in here that hunt dogs and know it's exactly what I'm talking about here tonight. And there's some, there's such a thing called backtracking. You say, man. And I follow that. And we don't like that. I guess those hunters don't because we like to we like to have that forward progress and to try to pursue what we're trying to catch. You say, man. But sometimes we'll have a dog that'll turn around or anything else like that that'll turn around and run it the wrong way. You say, man. But I'm saying tonight there's progress in life. How many knows we got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling? You say, man. So the Bible tells us there in Revelation to go back and do our first works over again. You say, man, and I see that in our hearts tonight, but I, I see so many that has went so far out and has left this good way, if you want to say it that way. They've took their money and they've wasted it on riotous living, if you want to call it that way. They've went out and blowed it. They've went out and thought they was going to do this and thought they was going to do that. They're in a situation tonight. They're in places tonight that they thought they'd never, ever let it get that far. You say, man, they never, I guarantee you, if you talk to many of them, they never thought uh, that one little look at that woman, that one little look at that man uh, would end up leaving in a divorce and end up leaving your children and all this stuff that goes on. Uh, and on with that one little drink, one little hit, one little taste, uh, this one little this, one little that. You say, man, uh, all of a sudden it has consumed you, it's took over you, uh, it's consumed your mind, it's, uh, it's cluttered your heart if you want to say it that way. Uh, but I see so many out there that is heartbroken today uh, and they don't know what to do. They know what to do, but they're not willing uh, to let go of what they've already done. You say, man, uh, they're sitting there in a mess. They're sitting there in the hog pen, if you want to say it that way. They're eating with the hogs. They're, they're, they're longing to be back at the house of God. You say, man, they're longing to redo their first works over again, but yet they're not willing to backtrack. You say, man, we got to go back and go back to the Father's house sometimes, if you want to say it that way. We got to go back and get things cleaned up. If you've left this altar, there's a good chance you need to come back to this altar. You say, man, this altar ought to be something that we use on an everyday basis. You say, man, we ought to use it probably more. I think Daniel prayed three times a day. Help me, Spurlock. I think that's what the Bible says there in one place. But God's people needs to be praying people. But this boy here, everything that he wanted, the Bible says he wasted his money on righteous living, blowed his money, went out, had a big time. I don't know if he ran around with the, with the harlots and the, and the women of this world and the things of this world, but something took his money. Had all this big idea. They had all this big plan. I picture this in my little mind. He was going to go out and maybe make his daddy proud. He was going to go about and do this and do that and he ended up broke. He may have been there before and I've been there before. He said, man, I thought I could do it my way and I found out I couldn't do it my way. But this boy had something that he had to do and he needed to do. You say, man, and I don't know your situation and I don't know where you're at tonight but it's not up to me to judge you or do that but I'm coming to tell you, you need to backtrack some things in your life. You need to go back and fix some things in your life. Why? Because true repentance, let me say what I'm saying there tonight, true repentance will change your life. You say, man, when you truly repent of your sins and come to yourself like the Bible says that he done right there and you realize the shape that you're in, when you realize that I've went too far, I'm sitting out here with the hogs, I'm eating with the hogs, I've got slop on me, i got stank on me, my clothes is ripped, my clothes is torn, I smell like the world, I act like the world, I talk like the world, I must be of the world. You say, man, and that's the shape that you're going to get in tonight, but you've got to realize that 
but that's not where I'm supposed to be. Because if you've ever tasted it this good way, honey, you'll never forget it. I believe that with everything in my life. If you've ever tasted it this good way, you may stray from it, you may run from it, you may go 100 miles the other direction, but I come to tell you, when you hit the bottom of the bottom, honey, when the hogs are rooting around you, when they're rooting on the ground around you, and you look around and say, man, I blowed it this time. I throwed everything that I had away. I tried this and I tried that. I went into a far country. I thought I had a big plan, a big idea. I had to realize that sometimes or another, this boy started realizing the shape that he was in. He started realizing the place that he was in. And the Bible says he came to himself. What did he say on there in verse 18? He said, I will arise and go to my father's house and say, Lord, I believe he's repenting right here. I don't know why I got to reading this today. He said, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You say, man, you know a lot of people like to blame everybody else for their faults. You say, man. Anybody else that way? Everybody likes to bring everybody else for the, where they messed up. They want to blame it on the preacher. Come on, they like to bring it on the singers. They want to bring it on the deacons and the elders and the sisters of the church. And all it is is them. You are drawn away by your own lust. You say, man, you can say what you want, do, but you can blame me all you want. If I failed you in any way or hurt you in any way, here's a man that ain't, I'm not, not too high and mighty to come to you and tell you that I love you and forgive me. I don't want to be in that shape. I don't want to be in that condition, but I see somebody. He said, I have sinned. It, he didn't blame Freddie. He didn't blame T.R. He didn't blame Lawrence. He didn't blame Mamie. He said, I have a sin. You say, man, and when you realize, when you're realizing to look at yourself and look at the shape that you're in and the condition that you're in and say, hey, I have messed up. I have bloated. I have come short. I have failed. I should have done better. I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. He said, I have sinned. and have sinned against heaven and before thee. He says, may he come to you. He said, just make me as one of your hard servants. You don't have to give me back what I had. You don't have to put me up there with you. Just let me out here in the barn somewhere. Just leave me out here in the barn somewhere. Just let me back in your fold. Let me back in your good your good, your good, good graces if you want to say it that way. I'm saying tonight, sometimes or another, when we go too far, when we stray too far, when we go into the far country or the things of this world, we sometimes have to realize the shape that we're in and turn around and come back to the Father. It's called backtracking. You want your joy back? You got to come back. Come on now. You want your song back? You got to come back. Why do you say it? I'm saying if you truly are meaning this in your heart, in your soul, if you're truly meaning true repentance is what I'm trying to say. I believe this boy meant this with everything in his heart because he knowed what he had and he'd lost it all. You say, man, and he wanted to come back where he, where he could feel the Father's love again, where he could feel, be around the peace and joy that he once had in his life. But you know what? He had to backtrack to come back. Now hunting, we'd probably pick our dogs up and get mad and go to the house. But I'm talking about true repentance. What does true repentance do to you? It changes everything about you. Amen. It changes this mouth. Come on. I ain't cussing anymore. There ain't four-letter words coming out of it anymore. Come on now. Don't fall out with me. Surely we ain't got no cussers at Egypt. Woo! 
Come on now. It changes the places you go. Come on. It changes the crowd you run with. Come on. It changes the things you watch. It changes the things you listen to. I'm falling out with some of you already. I'm talking about true repentance. I'm not talking about coming and shaking the preacher's hand. I'm not coming up talking about joining the church and letting them pat you on the head and tell you you're saved. I don't need nobody to tell me I'm saved. I need that between me and the Lord. You say, man, uh, it's good to come up and pat me on that and let me say the Lord's prayer and uh, they can run me through this and run me through that. But until I have that true uh, born again experience with the weight of this world uh, and the burdens and the sins of this world, uh, until godly sorrow uh, worketh repentance falls upon my heart's door uh, and knocks upon my heart's door, I'm lost. Don't get me wrong, ain't nothing wrong with going and praying for people. But until God and the Holy Ghost draws them, you can't be saved. The Spirit of God's got to draw you. Can you get amen? Yes, it's going to set upon you and it's going to pull you. It's going to tug on you. It's going to, I believe that's what was going on. This boy got in a bad shape, Brother Lawrence. He got in a bad condition. And I believe godly sorrow set upon him. And he got to think about going home. And I could go to preachers right now and singers right now that are out in this world, that are cold, lukewarm, indifferent, that'll spew them out of their mouth if they don't come back to God for it's everlasting too late. This ain't popular preaching. I understand that. I'm saying tonight, I don't care if you preach. 50 messages or 50 years if you're backslid on God you're going to hell if you die in that condition I didn't get many amens but that'd be alright anyway come on now you can, hey, if I die lost in my sins if I die backslidden in my sins if I die in that far country where I'm at you may not believe what I'm fixing to preach to you tonight you're lost you got more women than what I thought Woo! help me if he'd have died in that condition that he was in in that far country where he'd left the father's house living in the stink and the muck and the mire, he'd have died lost. Oh, he was at the father's house. He was the father's son. He was backslid. Preach it any way you want. Turn it. Why'd he come home? Because godly sorrow was on him and he felt guilty and he had to come to himself and realize the shape that he was in. It was called true repentance. He was sick of the way he was living. He was sick of the hogs he was living with. He was sick of running with the world. He was sick of himself. He was sick of sin. Preacher, I don't believe that way. You mean to tell me you're going to go out here tonight and cheat on your wife with a fifth of liquor sitting beside your bed and you die in that situation, you're going to tell me you're going to heaven? You're wrong. You can disagree with Brian or whatever. You're lost. I don't care if you've been saved for 30 years. You're lost. Can I get an amen? Not many going to let me preach that. You say, man, you can't live where, if you die in your sins where he's at, you cannot come. So if you, where the tree falleth, that's the way. If you go down in sin, you can't come up and be saved. That the Bible? You've got to come, you've got to be changed. There's got to be true repentance in your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If he'd have died in his condition right there, you can't, these preachers that'll tell you anything in the world. 
And that's exactly what's wrong with this world because they sit there and they pat sin on the head and treat it like a pet and think everything is fine and dandy and people are starting to believe that garbage that you can do anything you want to do and go ahead and go to heaven and that is a lie out of the pits of hell. You're running me off every night. Last time I'm back on this again. I'm not Chris. I'm not wild over what's the name of the I believe that holiness is in the heart. But if we're going to carry that name over our door out there, we might as well start worshiping like it. We might as well start acting like it. Because true repentance, like I said, will change your life. True repentance to change your wardrobe. Amen. I don't get up and preach on your clothes, but I believe in modesty. Modesty. Can I get an amen? I believe men ought to dress like men. How I've got off on this tonight, I have no earthly idea. I should have wrote something down. I believe women ought to dress like women. I believe you ought to be able to tell them when you see them. Can you say amen? Don't get mad at me now. You're just falling it out on me. And I believe we ought to dress and cover up. Come on. I'm going to sit back here and preach. I'll be all right. The Bible tells us plainly if a man looks upon a woman and lusts us after he's already can maybe... Consider how you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's what the Bible says. And also let me go ahead and add to that. I'm not trying to add to the Bible. But if that woman is trying to dress in a way that is not modest to draw attention to that man, that woman is in the wrong too. Amen. And let me go ahead and go a little further. If you men are trying to dress in a way to draw attention to somebody to look at you beside your wife, then you're in the wrong too. I told him here one Wednesday night, so we have some, some funny Wednesday night services. You ought to try to come out and see us sometime. I told him I could get a good crowd in here. We'd get us a, a big screen up here behind me and get some smoke, and I'll get me some skinny jeans and start wearing them. Now, what good is that going to do, boys? You can have it. You can have all that garbage. Give me the old way, boys. Give me the old path and let me walk there in it. Give me old-time salvation. Give me old-time repentance. Give me old-time songs. Give me old-time worship. Give me old-time hand clapping. Give me old-time praise. The Bible says the true worshipers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. I don't need a worship team with robes to tell me to worship. I don't need a song to tell me to worship. I don't need a fast song or a slow song. I don't need a preacher to tell me to worship. It tells me that everything that's got breath ought to be praising him. I'll be your worship. We've got to live it. Can I get an amen? Come on. 
children, let's dress in a way that is modest. You can say what you want now, but I don't see Jesus running around with his shirt off. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't see Murray running around with her trying to show herself. Come on now. Come on. I don't see any of the, of the disciples running around trying to outdo one or the other and enter a bodybuilding contest and get them some tattoos. Come on now. I didn't get many amens there. I'm going. I know our, our past is our past, and I'm, that, that's, that, that's, that's our past. You say, man. But I'm saying from this day forward, we need to strive with everything in us to live as clean and as pure as we can to the Lord. And we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to be Christ-like. That's called a Christian, ain't it? Yes, there's things, and I've got things on my body that I'm not proud of. You say, man, I've got scars on my body that I'm not proud of. And sometimes I go back and look in the mirror and see those things and see where I once was at. I was in the hog pen of this world. I was in the garbage of this world. And God saved me, and I had true repentance in my life, and I made my way back to the Father's house. making every book of sense. He said, I have sinned. I have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You've got to work this out for yourself. I can't say, I can sit up here and tell you all, what have you, I can tell you what you want to hear, whatever. We got to live in a way that is pleasing to God. Amen. He didn't go True repentance. You know how I tell somebody, you can tell somebody really got saved? There's a change. Amen. There is a change on that person's life. Talking about somebody this morning, they, had, they said, well, what about this and what about that? I said, all I know is he started going to church and he ain't what he used to be. That's all I know about the pillar. That's all I know to do. And what do you mean? I said, that's exactly what I mean. Church and the Lord Jesus Christ changed that man that I was talking about here this morning. It wasn't me. It wasn't his wife. It wasn't this making that. It was called a true repentant heart, a born-again experience. That is how he changed. I believe this boy knows what the shape that he's in. And I believe there's a lot out there in that world that knows the condition that they're in right here tonight. Amen. But they're sitting there in that stink, in that mulk, in that mire, not willing to backtrack. You know, we got to fix some things sometimes. You say, man. And if you get born again, this brother here, we talked to him the other night. God's already fixed things for him already. And if you've got that repented heart, you can go to somebody that has done you wrong and make it right. Didn't get many amens there. You will go to somebody and make it right. Let me go a little further with it. You say, man, if I've done something to somebody or hurt somebody or know something, knowing that I've done it wrong and I just let it slide and let it grow, can I go back to you again? I ain't told this in a while on Lawrence. I'm just going to tell it on him anyway. I seen you sitting there and it come right at me. Lawrence whipped the boy in school pretty bad. 
It's bad. Amy's already laughing. Stephanie, come to the pen. I'm going to hush her. And Lawrence has been coming to church and pray. Got baptized. Been years. Been long. Me and Lawrence, we've been the same age. Been a lot of years went by. You seen the boy out here at the store. It's been a few years ago. I mean, you, you whipped somebody back in high school pretty. He whipped him bad. You don't know really how that person's going to accept you or take you. Well, here's this man, one of Egypt's members. Not, not that we're any better, better than anybody else. I'm not saying that. But this man had a, a true repentant heart to do what he done. Seen this boy out here? Went straight to him and fixed it. Amen. Now he could have walked on and not even paid no attention to that, but that was on his heart to fix. And if that's on your heart to fix, then you need to fix it. Whatever you've done, whether you fit anybody or done anybody wrong in a lie or trade or whatever, whatever it might be, it's time to go back. If you sold somebody a car knowing it was a lemon, then you need to go back and fix it. Woo! Boys, if you sold somebody a dog or a horse or a mule and you know it was a coal and you didn't tell them it was a if you tell them it's a coal and they still take it, I guess that's up to them. But if you tell them hiding that from them, then that is wrong. My sins was forgiven My burdens was lifted When I touched Jesus He made me whole Yeah, when I touched 